Welcome. We are so glad you've joined us today. Are you ready for another Bayside Christian Church podcast? Let's get straight into it. Ephesians 4.22 says, Regarding your previous way of life, you put off your old self, completely discard your former nature, which has been corrupted through deceitful desires, and be continually renewed in the spirit of your mind, having a fresh, untarnished mental and spiritual attitude, and put on the new self, the regenerated and renewed nature, created in God's image, God-like in the righteous, righteousness and holiness of the truth, living in a way that expresses to God your gratitude for your salvation. Well, on holidays a few weeks ago, I read a book, uh, Spiritual Intelligence. We've all heard of IQ, Intelligence Quotient. We can't really change that much. It's what we're given. Some of us were behind the door when it was handed out and some of us were right at the front of the line. But the key is not what you've got, it's what you do with what you've got. So don't compare yourself. Then we have Emotional Quotient or Emotional Intelligence. And that's become more common and popular in the last uh, 10 or 20 years where some people are incredibly intelligent and gifted but they're horrible in their relationships and their emotional connection. They don't know how to uh, respond or, or impact people in a loving, caring way. But I want to talk today about SQ, spiritual intelligence or spiritual quotient. And Christopher Lowton, one of Bill Johnson's um, uh, team, he's written this a powerful book called Spiritual Intelligence. That's really impacted my heart. And has anyone read that book? Only, yeah, one or two, that's all. It's uh, only a fairly new book out, but it really stirred my heart. And, and uh, some of the key thoughts came from Chris, and it also stirred my heart on how do we live with the mind of Christ. And the Bible says, to be continually renewed in the spirit of your mind. As you think, you become. If you don't think you can succeed, guess what? You probably won't. Because your whole being then starts to think, well, I can't do it. So fear comes and failure. And sometimes we need to work out what's success and failure. I love the athletics in the Olympics. And soon we'll see the high jumpers and the pole vaulters. They're incredible how high they go. They look at this bar and it's way higher than them, you know. But do you realize the guy who wins the gold medal is going to fail? He's going to succeed at maybe 2.3 meters, but he's going to fail at 2.3 meters. So do we focus on his failure or his success? We focus on his success because he got over 2.3 metres, but he failed at the next height. And so often we have a mindset to look at what we don't have and we forget to celebrate what we do have. And spiritually, we often dwell upon the struggles or the fears or the disappointment and stuff. And we focus in on that. We have a mindset looking at what we don't have. And God says, hey, what about what you do have in me? And we need our minds renewed to focus on who He is, what He's done in our lives. As Tina reminded us today about the power of the blood to cleanse us. And I want to stir our hearts today that He's come to renew our minds. And what we think about and dwell upon will determine a whole lot about how we live life and how free we are in our journey of life. 1 Corinthians 2, we'll look at that today, verses 4 to 16. The Apostle Paul unpacks this a little bit more. He says, My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith 
might not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. God's given us incredible brains. They're a gift. They're amazing. And uh, God allows us to learn, to study, to get equipped and get experience. But he says, don't just live on that alone because I want you to depend on God's power, his supernatural power, his, his uh, incredible life that flows through us. We do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature, but not the wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. No, we declare God's wisdom a mystery that has been hidden and that God destined for our glory before time began. None of the rulers of this age understood it, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. They thought they'd won, but it was their greatest defeat. And God wants us to know what victory and defeat are from His perspective, not from our sometimes distorted negative perspective. God wants us to see life and to think as He thinks. And that's what He wants us to do. So the Apostle Paul goes on and explains this. However, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived. Wow. The things that God has prepared for those who love Him. So your natural mind, no matter how brilliant it is, and our experiences, we cannot fully comprehend the things of the spirit, of the supernatural, of the powerful, of forgiveness, how God can heal a broken heart. You can have 25 people around someone trying to tell them how to live, but all of a sudden, five minutes in God's love and presence and their heart's healed. How does that work? It's supernatural. The power of God. And then it goes on and says, these are the things God has revealed to us by His Spirit. Capital S, the Holy Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. What we have received is not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given us. Now, only the Holy Spirit can open our mind and our heart to understand what it really means to be forgiven, to have the gift of eternal life, that fear doesn't have to control you anymore, that trauma can be healed and restored, that you don't have to be bound by addiction, by other people's opinions, by the words that may be a parent or a school teacher or a brother or sister spoke to you when you're at a vulnerable point in your childhood. That does not have to limit you for the rest of your life. And we've got to see the power of Jesus setting us free and the Holy Spirit makes that real to us. This is what we speak, not in words taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Holy Spirit, explaining spiritual realities with Spirit-taught words. Wow. For when you, when you become a Christian, all of a sudden you start hearing and using words you never ever thought about before. Forgiveness and redemption, eternal life, being born again, if you've had no Christian background, they are totally foreign words. Faith and trusting in God, you think, 
What? What's that? How can you trust in God that you can't see? How do I know his words are true? And so the natural mind will fight against the, the truths of the kingdom of God. And that's what we live in, a world today that is basically, the Western world basically is driven by Greek thinking. We've been trained in it from centuries. Our whole education system is often trained in Greek thinking. In other words, you don't believe it until you see it. Hebrew thinking says, I will show you in the spirit and then you believe it and then you see it. It's the opposite. It's an upside down world or maybe a right side up world that God wants us to learn to live by the realm of the spirit. Doesn't negate education. But you've got to realize that that's not the whole story. And the Holy Spirit wants to teach you. And I've, there's been times where I've woken up in the morning and I know that I know something, but I don't know what it is yet. <laughs> Maybe you've been in church or you've been reading the Word or worshiping. And during the night, God just downloads something into your soul and spirit. And you, you just wake up really excited think, oh, that's awesome. Sometimes on Sunday morning, I get really excited. I'm just ready to go to church. I know something good's going to happen, but I don't know what it is yet. Because God's already planting stuff in here. And it takes a while for my natural mind and my soul to download and connect with what God's wanting to show me. And it makes it so exciting. People say the Christian life is boring. I think, I'm not sure who you're serving because the God I serve makes the Christian life incredibly exciting and unpredictable and full of faith. Do we have normal mundane days? Yes, we do. But there's this divine excitement that who knows what the next day is going to bring. See, one of the signs of having the mind of Christ is you live full of hope. Oh, that's a scary thought. Well, I'm not a very hopeful person. I just always believe, see the worst. Well, God wants to retrain our minds and our hearts so that we live with a hope-filled reality because that's what Jesus said, he's the God of hope, will fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him. So God's teaching us new spirit words, new language. That's why when we pray in the Holy Ghost in heavenly language, God's trying to break our dependence on our own natural mind or limitations that our mind has to take us into spiritual realities that then he can download and we then exercise wisdom in our families in our finances he will give you divine revelation how to do family life better marriage building your business whatever it is ministry the person verse 14 without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the spirit Many of us, before we were Christians, we just didn't get it. Someone tries to tell about trust in God, you think, what? How do you do that? I can't see him. How do I know he's going to come through? But when the Holy Spirit comes into your soul, you start to then take by faith and believe. Belief starts to grow and you can trust God and then you see it manifest in the natural. It's amazing how God takes us on these incredible journeys. And it goes on and says, the person with the Spirit makes judgments about all things, but such a person is not subject to merely human judgments. Verse 16, For who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? Then Paul says, But we have the mind of Christ. Wow, that is so powerful. And I've wrestled with that, tried to work out, what does that look like? How do I unpack living with the mind of Christ? Thinking from heaven to earth, thinking as the Holy Spirit would want us to, 
about you, yourself, your family, other people. Because when you have the mind of Christ, you see people differently. You then move from judgment and unforgiveness and offense and limitations and control. You move from them into a place of love, care, excitement, encouragement, equipping, mentoring, all those things. You shift. And so often we stay in the natural. So what a powerful statement. We have the mind of Christ. I want to start unpacking that today and we'll uh, do some more over the coming uh, weeks. To understand Paul's extraordinary teaching, it is important to note that verse 9 and verse 16, verse 9 was, no eye has seen, no ear has heard. And verse 16, who has known the mind of the Lord as to instruct him? That's in Isaiah 40, 13. They're both verses from the prophet Isaiah and he's using them to explain how to live in the Spirit. They're quotes from the Old Testament. They provide a very clear contrast between believers who live before the cross and believers who live through the power of the cross who are born again. And live as new Christians. The difference is also evident in people today who have not yet accepted Jesus and therefore have not experienced the transforming power of the cross in their lives. This means that we only have the wisdom of man and excludes them from growing in the ways of faith and the mind of Christ. So I want to encourage you, if you haven't opened your heart to Jesus yet, maybe watch you online today and say, well, I'm not sure about this God stuff. I want to encourage you that as you come in a journey and you open your heart to Jesus, start to believe what his words are true, you will move into a realm of spiritual reality that will be much greater than the limitations of your present world. And if you're here today and you haven't opened your heart to Jesus, at the end of the service, there'll be an opportunity for you to say, hey, I want to get to know this amazing Jesus. I need to let him change my heart and my life because then you'll learn a new realm of response and reality in these verses God has uh, the prophet Isaiah makes a strong statement about the fact that no one knows the will of God he proclaims that I has not seen you've never heard the things that God has to do for his people yes Paul answers the prophet by making clear that th- those things they did not know back then we now know because of God's spirit within us The Holy Spirit gives us access to his mind and thoughts. Isaiah goes on to ask that profound question, who has known the mind of the Lord? Who can instruct him? Then Paul answers in effect, we know, we have the mind of Christ. That sounds arrogance, pride. No, he's declaring, hey, the Holy Spirit's now with us and he will unpack the things that you and I need to see and understand. And that's the journey of faith that we're all on. Consequently, we have access to God's Spirit and having that access essentially gives us the ability to think like God thinks. In other words, seeing life from God's perspective. You've had a moment where you've been wrestling with a person, then all, you pray and all of a sudden God sees you, gives you insight to see what's really going on in that person's life. The fears, the struggle, the pain, all of a sudden you stop judging them, you start loving and pray, praying for them because you now see them through the eyes of Christ. This is true spiritual intelligence let me give a modern day example some of you look at me and saying where are you going with this this is right out there a modern day parable of how spiritual intelligence works our smartphones many of you got a phone you use it to check in uh, today a smartphone's a great illustration the way that eq iq eq and even sq work a smartphone has a finite amount of information stored on its memory incredible amount but it's still got a, a finite amount IQ and EQ are limited to the storage capacity of our human brains and our souls. We can increase our smartphone's memory 
Yet ultimately, its capacity is still relatively limited by the size of the phone. Likewise, we can increase what is stored in our own memory through education, experience, etc. But our brain storage is still finite, even though our brains are incredible and they still haven't invented a computer that can do all the things that our brain does. God is amazing when he designed us incredibly. On the other hand, when our smartphone connects to Wi-Fi or the internet, we suddenly have the ability to access all the information on the World Wide Web, which has billions of times more information that could ever be stored on a smartphone's memory. In the same way, when we connect to the Holy Spirit, we access the mind of Christ and we tap into the infinite one who knows everything. Wow. So when you have the mind of when the Holy Spirit leads you, at any given moment, he can open up things that you need to know. And there are times when God wants to open it up. And uh, Christopher Lurton wrote this book and he, he said he started on this journey as a new Christian. And he was a mechanic and fixing up cars. And he had this one car come in and he just could not work out how to do it. He read the manual forwards and backwards. He tried everything to get this car and it would not start. He replaced stuff. And uh, he was starting his journey of faith and the gifts of the Spirit. And one day in church, he had this idea, if you can pray for people to get healed, maybe I should lay hands on my car, this car and pray for it. And he's a new Christian thinking, oh, well, make, I'm going to make sure I do that in the garage with no one else around because they're going to think I'm really weird laying hands on this broken down car. So he goes after church, he goes back to his garage, lays hands on it and prays in Jesus' name, show me how to start this thing. He said within an instant, he got a vision or a mental picture in his mind of under the, this big hubcap of the car that there was an electrical diode that was disconnected. And he thought, his natural mind says, what? He said, even, even the manual did not list this thing in the manual, every detail in it. He thought, well... It's a prayed, so, so he puts it up on the hoist, gets underneath, and there's all grease. There's all anti-rust stuff over it. He couldn't see it. He starts scratching with a screwdriver, and all of a sudden he finds this connection point in this diode that was disconnected. He joined it back together, and the car burst into life. He couldn't do it with all of his mechanic training, but the Holy Spirit knew what the real problem was. And that started him on this journey of spiritual intelligence, said, God, you know everything. I need to just plug into you a bit more often. So over the decades, he has grown, and that's how he's, And it, they had eight other cars of the same make, and no one, even the dealers in the capital city, could not fix this car up. So he, this guy became the fixer of these cars because God showed him this missing part that the manufacturers had not even put in. When, when it was disconnected, it was a switch off on the vehicle. And I thought, wow. So God sometimes will open up our natural reasoning to supernatural insight that can unlock a person's heart, that can help you to see things about yourself differently than what you've always believed. And God wants to unpack and unlock so we can have the mind of Christ led by the Holy Spirit and the truth of the Bible coming alive to you. And that can happen in any area of our lives. And that's what God wants us to do in our hearts and our lives. He wants to open up the eternal realm. 
So SQ is not just assess, assessing your own spirit or brain, it's connecting with God's spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit who has unfathomable experience with humanity and knows the heart of every person on earth to open things up. The Holy Spirit is God and knows all things. The mind of Christ gives us access to the internet of divine wisdom, which is the ultimate spiritual intelligence. Romans 12.2 And do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind, focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes so that you may prove for yourselves what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect in His plan and purpose for you. You say, well, how do I know if I've got the mind of Christ? Here's eight simple ones you can tick off. Now, as I read through, don't condemn yourself. We're all on a learning journey of growing. With a renewed, transformed mind that's thinking with the mind of Christ, number one, you'll be full of hope. You say, well, I'm not always full of hope. That means we're still growing. But I find when I'm walking in the Spirit, I am full of hope and believe that God can turn around any situation. I am led by the Spirit to know how to pray more effectively. I can believe the best about any person, even though everyone else has written them off. Because God's, you start to see people as God sees them. Because let me tell you, everyone's created in the image of God. And yeah, we need healthy boundaries and we need stuff in our lives. But let me tell you that when we write people off, you are judging and saying, God, you've made that person inferior. Everyone's created in God's image. So we've got to see what God sees about people, not just what we perceive with our limited understanding. Secondly, if you have the mind of Christ, the impossible seems reasonable. He said, oh, that can't happen. I said, well, in the natural, it probably can't, but I believe it can with God. Number three, you live in peace and you don't worry. Your speculations are positive. Now, let me tell you, there's some giants like Goliath that get up every morning and every night and scream at you saying you can't do it. Fear and anxiety can come screaming at us. But David, he was plugged into his almighty God and it just bounced off him. All the other soldiers terrified. Oh, this giant, no one can kill him. No one can take him out. But David said, my God is greater. And so he lived with the mind of Christ and he says, no matter what that guy rants and raves at me, the day's coming where he's coming down. And so the giants of fear and unbelief and limitation and disease, things that control us, by God's grace, we can look them in the eye and say, I don't understand what's going on, but I do know that God's greater and he's going to show me what my part is in seeing breakthrough. Number four, you, you like yourself and even rejoice in your weaknesses, knowing that when and where you are weak, God is strong. So you become realistic about, well, I can't do that. I'm not wired up for that. But with God's grace, I'm going to do everything I can and God will even surprise me and use me where I'm not even trained sometimes. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Now, I'm not going to go down to the airport and fly the next plane to Brisbane because I haven't been trained and that would be a dangerous expedition. So I can't go down there and say, I can do all things, I can fly this plane. No, there are certain things you've got to be trained for, equipped for, and um, have that insight. But we limit ourselves way too much in life because we live just out of here instead of the supernatural. Number five, you're quick to forgive and you freely give others grace and mercy. 
Wow. If you struggle with unforgiveness long term, God wants to help you see people as he sees them and he'll heal your heart and take you on the journey of forgiveness. Number six, you are confident and thankful. Complaining, grumbling people often are struggling to be led by the Holy Spirit because you're living out of your own frustrated emotions and negativity. God knows we're all human, but we're all on this journey. Number seven, you believe in others and give them the benefit of the doubt. And number eight, you know how to think tridimensionally. IQ, EQ, and SQ. I'll wrap it up with one scripture, and then next time I preach, we'll pick it up again. Joshua 1.8 in the Amplified says, The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, and you shall read and meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything in accordance with all that's written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will be successful. The Hebrew word meditate is the word hagar, and it means to growl and declare. We think meditation sitting in the corner with our legs crossed and humming. No, that's a, a totally wrong concept. The, the Hebrew word hagar is to growl and declare. It's used in, in um, Isaiah 31.4. So the Lord says to me, As the lion or the young lion growls over his prey, and though a large group of shepherds is called out against him, he will not be terrified at their voice nor cringe at their noise. So the Lord of hosts will come down to wage war on Mount Zion and on its hill. The English word growls is that Hebrew word hagar translated as meditate in the book of Joshua. We've got this meditation thing not really as biblical as we think we should. Meditation in God's not sitting in the corner by ourselves. It's proactively bulldozing new neural pathways in our brains that God is not going to leave me. God will protect me no matter what enemy comes. We're, we're declaring, God, we're going to make a new pathway in our brain by declaring the Word and being led by the Spirit and attacking our giants until that becomes our most natural way of doing life. That's what it means to have the mind of Christ. Come, we're going to get some growl in our souls against the stuff that's limited you, the negativity, the pain, the junk, the limitations of other people's minds against you, the devil's lies against your identity. We're going to meditate on God's Word, upon the Holy Spirit's leading, and attack those wrong negative pathways in our minds and our hearts. That's God's formula for a renewed mind. You are hacking a fresh trail through the uninhabited jungle of your mind. The Word of God's like a machete in your hand and every inspired verse that you speak like a growling line is cutting a new pathway into a new way of thinking. Wow, that's powerful, isn't it? The more often you abandon the six-lane freeway of destructive thinking and take the walking trail of God thoughts, the faster you will transform your mind. Soon the six-lane highway will be overgrown with vegetation and the walking trail will become a highway. The fruit of a transformed mind will become more obvious. Wow, wow, wow. We're going to wrap it up there because that's got some of you really thinking now. And next time we're going to pick it up and take that further. I believe God wants us to know, to meditate on His Word and His truth about your identity, about other people. And as the worship team comes up, we need to make sure that we don't live with natural reasoning alone or distorted thinking in our, and emotions in our souls from 
what's happened in our past, but we live in freedom, in Holy Spirit-inspired possibilities, favour, financial blessing, relationships that come into order when we do it God's way. We can't control what other people say or respond, but we can determine what we say and respond, and we can be carriers of kingdom life to others. You have the mind of Christ by the Holy Spirit, by his written word. And some of you need to say, God, what word, what promise, what, what experience have I had with you that I need to take a hold of again and live in freedom? Let's stand in his presence today. I've done some teaching today, so I hope it stirred your heart. You need to take some of this home and say, God, how do I live this out? Lord, where am I not living out the mind of Christ? Because I've got old highways of thinking that are not fruitful. What ways am I treating other people that is really out of my own wounded soul or my own limited understanding? The people of Israel wanted to know God's acts, but Moses said, God, show me your ways. He wanted to know not just what God could do, but why and how he did it so he could live it and pass it on to others. Wow, that's so beautiful, isn't it? Thank you for joining us. The Bayside Christian Church community aims to transform our city and beyond with the life and power of Jesus Christ. If you want to know more or just keep in touch, check us out at www.baysidechristianchurch.com.au or follow us on our social media sites at Bayside Christian Church.